Hi, my name is Ilana Walkoff, and I'm an associate professor in the Department of School Psychology at William James College. I'm also a white woman and a mother and a school psychologist and an educational psychologist. I'm here today to talk about having conversations with children and adolescents about race. And before I proceed, I want to preface it by saying that this conversation is primarily for white parents and other white adults who want to talk to children and adolescents. And I say that because while obviously everybody is welcome to um, listen to this conversation, uh, families in families of color, these conversations happen very frequently, even daily because issues related to racism and discrimination arise on a daily basis, and they demand conversation. In contrast, white families are often in the majority in their communities. As a result, these topics may not arise naturally, giving us less practice and making the conversation something that make us uncomfortable and something that we try to avoid. Research has found that conversations about race lessen the development of prejudice and bias, so it is absolutely critical that we have them. We have a lot of work to do to counter racism in our society, and it won't get done if we're not able to talk about it. It's easy to think that young children don't notice race, but anyone who has ever been around a preschooler knows that they notice everything. They notice obvious and subtle differences between people. He has straight hair. He has curly hair. She wears dresses. She wears pants. He has darker skin. She has lighter skin. But they tend to do it without judgment. However, as they grow up, they observe the dynamics and inequities around them. And in the absence of discussions with people that they trust, they make sense of what they see in ways that justify these inequities. They start to internalize racial stereotypes and prejudices even in homes where these views are not promoted. And as they get older, these become implicit biases which are harder to change. Children don't naturally feel uncomfortable talking about race, but they pick up on societal tensions experienced by adults. And so we know that we should be having these conversations, and yet they're difficult to have, and so we often avoid them. So how do we have these conversations and how do we make them productive? Well, number one, make it speakable. If adults don't raise the subject of race, kids perceive that it's not okay to talk about it. Either it's taboo or it's unimportant. They won't ask questions or try to clarify confusion. So we, as adults, need to look for opportunities to discuss racism and discrimination. Watching movies, watching TV, current events, interactions that we see on a daily basis. Given recent police killings and protests, there's been an abundance of opportunities for these discussions lately. But if children don't feel like it's okay to bring them up, they will, and we don't bring them up, they'll try to make sense of it themselves. Number two, before you raise a topic related to race or any topic that you anticipate might be difficult to discuss, make sure that you have the bandwidth the attention, the time, the patience, to engage in a difficult conversation and to stick with it even if it's uncomfortable. Three, ask questions. Take a listening stance. Try to understand why they think what they think. Go with curiosity. Ask, what makes you think that? 
Anxiety and discomfort often make us keep talking. So we need to stop talking and listen. Ask how they feel and what they think about things without minimizing or dismissing their experience or point of view. If you're referencing a specific event, ask what they've already heard about it. What are their questions, concerns, understandings, reactions? Listening to their point of view helps us hear how they see the world to learn what their experience is before we impose our perspective. It also models for them the importance of holding a space for someone else's perspective and experience. After understanding their experience and their perspective and why they think what they think, then we can clarify misunderstandings. And if we wish, choose to share our point of view and why we think what we do. Number four, talk about fairness. Children understands that, understand that things should be fair. Put conversations about racism and discrimination in this familiar context for them. Racism is not fair. Explain that protests involve people standing up for fairness, something that we want them to learn to do. Talk about privilege. Share your perspective on the level and types of privilege your family has and what you grew up with. What comes easily to you because of your circumstances? What do you have to work harder for than some others? What privileges do your, does your child have and what, what privileges don't they have? Do they have to work harder for? Help them understand how they fit into our larger society in regard to their level of privilege and opportunities. Number six, opportunities come up at unexpected times and we cannot always think of the best way to respond in the moment. Sometimes we respond and then realize it would have been better to say something else. Or we just need to take some time to think th something through or to talk to someone that we trust before responding. Don't be afraid to return at a later point. You can go back and say, I was thinking about our conversation and this is what I thought. It tells them that you thought it was important. You don't need to have all of the answers right away. We can always return to a conversation. Number seven, do not frame racism as an issue only for people of color. We all pay a high price for large groups of people in our society not being able to reach their potential. The cost is to society. And the cost is to each of us if we can't have full relationships with each other, benefit from each other's wisdom, experience, expertise, if we have to go through our days with interpersonal tensions due to racism. Number eight, we all have values. While we hope that our children understand our values from our behaviors, it's also important that we make them explicit. Values can serve as a reference point. We can ask, does this behavior or perspective match our values? Values can create a framework for talking about racial dynamics, as well as many other aspects of the world around us. It also provides a framework to be critical thinkers about our own behaviors, our own assumptions and biases. I have this reaction. Does it fit my values? Number nine. We get bombarded with many negative associations with people of color, and particularly with black people. Place news stories and anecdotes about people of color in a context that preserves respect. Number 10, tolerate discomfort. If you notice yourself getting anxious or uncomfortable, take a deep breath 
and then listen. More resources on having these conversations are on the William James College website. It's also included in a book the school psychology department recently authored on lessons from school psychology, practical strategies, and evidence-based practice for professionals and parents. I hope that this was helpful. Um, stay safe, stay healthy, and um, let's join together to fight racism. Thank you.